0: Oh, Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Yaya. And I have a wonderful show for you today. It, I mean, you know, what can I say? I want to thank you for tuning in on 97.5 FM Real Community Radio in North Coast, Florida, as well as Baby Radio in New York City and the Caribbean Community Radio Station. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in on the Dream Chasers Radio Network. I am Yaya. And my goodness, I have so many things to talk about today, and I do have guests. But I figured today would be like one of those days where I would kind of fill you in on what's going on with social media. Social media happenings right now is is you know it's changing. It's always you know going through its its thing. It's it's um. It's just you have to be on top of it if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a a musician. Um, So let's see what's going on right now with social media. And I'm going to tell you, um, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Social media changes is what we're doing right now. And it's not pulling up. (laughs) Well, we do have a wonderful show for you today. And uh, as I get this pulled up, I just had it social media changes yeah. all right, so I just had the biggest social media change so far in two thousand and eighteen, and so what what I am doing is I want to make sure that you guys are abrupt on what's going on and how everything is is you know doing in two thousand and eighteen. Being an entrepreneur in 2018 is not easy because there are so many different things that are changing at so many different time periods. And sometimes it changes week to week, day to day, month to month, you know, biweekly. So if you're not up to date on it, it can be very, very tiresome. And also it can be detrimental to your business. So in Facebook ad manager, their news feed gets an overhaul at the first quarter of 2018 alone. And so this is a big change in the advertising platform. And if you're using the advertising platform now, you've noticed that now you have to pay more. Well, that's because the big companies have jumped on. And when the big companies jump on, there's less space. So that space is being competed now between the big companies and us. And so that's gonna drive up the prices And also, you can use Facebook algorithms to find your best combination of images, headlines, and text thanks to the new Dynamic Creative feature. Dynamic Creative enables you to include up to 30 creative assets when using and creating a Facebook ad. After the ad is published, Facebook will do some mixing and matching, matching matching to determine which variation delivers the best results. So, I mean, you're still going to get your money, you're still going to get your money's worth, is what I should say. But the dynamic, um, the dynamic feature, which is the dynamic creative, will actually pop up from time to time and say, "Hey, this ad. It would be good if you did this ad because this kind of ad is getting the best, um, you know." It's getting the best results. However, because we are paying for uh, and, and competing against, you know, each other for space on, on Facebook, that kind of drives our organic, uh, you know, posts, things that we don't pay for, down. So people really aren't seeing what you're posting unless they're your friends and then they follow your posts. So if you want to – be able to see your friends post but you're not seeing them maybe you're not following them so you need to go to their page and go ahead and follow them if you're following someone uh you know someone online like um a celebrity or somebody make sure that you're putting up on you're clicking on whenever they get a you know a notification so whenever they're posting that you can see it if that's something you want to so this is going to be this is i mean this is a big thing because When we are not seeing the post and we have to now pay for uh, the reach as an entrepreneur, your $10 is not going to take you very far. You now have to put in some more money. Uh, And unfortunately, that's going to happen all across the board with any platform that gets notoriety and gets that kind of momentum going uh, where now the big guys are jumping on like Macy's and uh, all the, the fast food chains and the companies and things. So you're going to have to buy for space with these people. And, I, I mean, you know, I've seen these one people, and, and you've got to re- realize the algorithms are going to hit you. So if you click on hair or if you click on nails or if you click on clothing, when you go back to your page, those are going to be computed into the algorithm, and then you're going to get ads focused on your interests. So if you don't want to see those ads, you're going to have to go into your Facebook page and actually go ahead and say, I don't want to see these ads and opt out. So this is another thing that you might have to do, you know, when, you're, when you have your regular page and also when you have your, your business page or your like page or even your group page. These are things that we have to consider now uh, having Facebook. So that's what's going on with Facebook right now. Um, I don't think there's much of anything else going on with Facebook since these algorithms have caught on, and then now the big people are jumping in on the bandwagon, which means also I'm going to have to say that less people are going to be clicking on the ads because now they're going to be bombarded with ads, and they're going to get tired of it, just like email opening. When When you go to your email, do you open everything? I know I don't, but I used to. I used to be able to open up everything. I wanted to see it all, but now, because there's so many emails, I don't open everything so you know you you get about a you know five percent opening rate, sometimes it's twenty sometimes it's thirty depending on what people are doing if they are looking for your email if they subscribe for it, and they're very interested and you keep your people interested in your emails then that will be a great thing for you. All right, so Instagram ads, hashtags and followings and re Let's go into Instagram. A lot of people are jumping off of Facebook and onto Instagram. But you got to realize that the post that you post on Instagram and on Facebook, guess what? Facebook owns Instagram. So when you post a post on Facebook or Instagram, you can actually click a button or a box that says post also on Facebook. It'll be one posting. So to get rid of your Facebook is maybe premature. um, I don't think that we should be getting rid of Facebook at this moment because, but you know, it does depend on the crowd you want to reach. Older people in their 30s and their 40s, and sometimes in their late 20s, are on Facebook. They want to catch up with their friends from high school. They want to stay in touch with their older friends. They want to stay in touch with their older family members. And so getting off of Facebook is not always the brightest thing unless you just want to reach those 20-somethings and those, you know, or uh, you know, or you want to reach the younger generation and the younger crowd and you believe that your crowd is more on Instagram than Facebook. But the two work together very well. One can post to the other and you don't even need to post twice, just once. So I would I would just definitely take into consideration that person that, you know, put um that one thing. Now, with several significant modifications over the past year, Instagram has become a more dynamic and engaging platform, both for users and for marketers. In an effort to fulfill user demand for better content management and delivery capabilities, the leading image sharing platform has also rolled out a number of important updates over the past few months, which will likely impact your social social marketing approach. First off, Instagram recently introduced the ability to follow hashtags. Now, I find this very cool because I I like to do my name on on Instagram, and people follow your name on Instagram. A friend of mine has a page where it's for her pet, and so she did a hashtag, and you can follow that. You can follow your thing, fam- your your favorite. Um, you can follow your favorite uh, diet, your favorite. The personality, your favorite singer, all you have to do is do a hashtag and then just go ahead and click and follow the hashtags. You will get all the notifications for the hashtags. And that's kind of cool. I really, really like that. This this eliminates the need for users to search for content they're interested in as any content with the following hashtags will now automatically appear in your feed. So you don't have to go and look for the hashtag anymore click on the hashtag anymore. Now it will show up in your feed. So as you scroll down, you will see the hashtag you're following just like a person that you would be following. Just note that the hashtag is made up of different people posting at different times. So it may not be people you know that are doing these hashtags, but actually have content. Now you can find people who have this content. If you like, different recipes and things like that. Now you know you know these people put in the hashtag. You can follow these people too along with the hashtag, which is great. The Regram option is another feature that has been on the wish list of Instagram users for a long time, and the platform is now investigating options, including the capacity to share other people's Instagram posts within your story, sharing content on Instagram, is not only as easy as it is on Facebook or Twitter, and it requires users to have a third-party app. In addition, users can easily make a screenshot, a screenshot of another person's content and post it without proper attribution. So that's gonna be something that they're working on right now. They haven't really figured it out, but I'm do so hoping that they do figure it out within the next few months so that we can go ahead and share any kind of post from another person that we really like, you know, but until then you can do your screenshot and then go ahead and post it on your feed. What do these updates mean for your business? As a business owner or marketer, you can take advantage of the new follow hashtag feature to monitor your brand's hashtag more easily. Additionally, using hashtags to find targeted topics will give you a better insight into your competitors' activities and the types of content that's generating the most engagement. So that's kind of cool, especially for podcasters people on the radio like myself who need to know what's trending now, what subject can I can I talk about? What can I do to actually get better at what I'm doing? And today is no different. It's success beyond your wildest dreams. The only way this is going to come nowadays is if you're on your game. You've got to be on top of these things. You've got to know about this. you got to know about social media. And as a business, you should also know the user-generated content, which is the UGC, is an important part of sharing updates. The regram option will make it easier to share UGC and other kinds of content, while also giving proper attribution to the person who first, Shared it. So that's important, very, very important. And so learning Instagram is great. I think it's a great platform. And I think that we, we all need to know about Facebook and Instagram. They're pretty much not, um, they're not the same, but they're one in the same company. So having that in your repertoire, having that under your social media, being on Facebook, being on Instagram is very, very important. Remember, Instagram is mostly like a photo kind of uh, uh, sharing. So you need a picture, a really captivating one. Uh, make sure that it's good. I mean, you know, a lot of people do their videos. You can do your video up there. They also have the video capacity, and you also have Instagram videos, and you have an Instagram TV now that you can actually post to. You just have to worry about – the, the size the size is going to get you but there are apps out there that will help you to record your video get the right size and then start your tv platform on instagram that's uh, amazing amazing and instagram is always updating and making it easier for you to use and making it more interesting okay so let's move on so we've talked about facebook we talked uh, uh, uh sorry um instagram let's talk about linkedin linkedin is more of like a a, a back kind of thing, where everybody that that's in business, people who are, you know, entrepreneurs or people who work for different companies, record labels, and things like that, they're on Instagram, they're on LinkedIn. Sorry, they're on LinkedIn because they want to make sure that you know who they are, where they work, what they do, their craft, their degrees, their this, their that, and the other. So it's more of a business sharing kind of thing. With users losing interest in some of its features, though, over the past year, LinkedIn is stepping up its game with a number of major updates. Among the new updates is a refresh for LinkedIn Groups. LinkedIn Groups' feature became less popular among users because of its spam and subsequent lack of engagement. In an effort to encourage more people to use Groups, The business-centric platform has made the feature accessible from the homepage with with the latest content from groups available in the homepage feed and notifications. In addition, users can now post videos for group members to view. So you can post a video now, which is great, on LinkedIn. So if you've given up on LinkedIn, now is the time to go back and maybe reassert yourself and maybe kind of look into the new features and see if that would be a great platform for you to be on today as a business owner. LinkedIn also updated its sales navigation app to make it easier and quicker for businesses to access information on their existing and prospective customers. It also redesigned the account pages, improved the available search filters, and introduced email alerts. The revised features also allow users to transfer data to corporate accounts with a self-serve tool. What What does this mean? For your business, business and marketers can only benefit from better communication, data, and account management, and the group updates also improve the overall LinkedIn experience, enabling greater capacity for connection and engagement. So LinkedIn is not out of the game completely. Yes, okay, so I have a LinkedIn account, and I do post regularly to it about once a week, and I go on and I watch. I haven't done a video yet. However, that doesn't mean I'm not. But I think LinkedIn is a very good platform to connect. It's more of a networking platform. If you use it like that, if you use it the way it's supposed to be, a networking, you know, kinda of go on the back back page, send your messages to people, see if they wanna link up, and that's why it's called LinkedIn. <laughs> so we talked about Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and now let's talk about Snapchat. Snapchat is for use. I mean, you know, now it's kinda of coming along where Older people are starting to get on and use it for their businesses and things like that. But Snapchat, my gosh, my daughter uses Snapchat all the time. And it has these cute little pictures with cats and dogs and kids like to do it and adults like to do it too. Come on now. I got my little Snapchat pictures from now and again. So earlier in the year, Snapchat underwent a major redesign, which involved various interface changes. One of the most notable updates is the separation of media content from friends' content. This caused an uproar, which is the result of over 800,000 users signing a petition demanding Snapchat to revert the app to the old version. Can you believe that? People have... They just they 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 just don't want the change. They they don't want the change. They don't want it to be separated. They wanted it to be the same. In response to the complaints, that Snapchat initially said that a big update like this can take time to get used to, and that the users will find it more enjoyable once they settle in. But more recently, some users have reported seeing a switch back to the chronological feed. There's no official word from Snapchat yet, but there may be still hope. For those unhappy with the changes, what does this update mean for your business? With publisher and branded content pushed out of the main feed, businesses may need to consider paying to advertise on the platform if they want to achieve the same levels of reach and engagement they had before the update. The update also gives Snapchat's algorithm more control over what users see in the, in the Discover tab, putting additional pressure on brands to buy ads if they want to get their posts in front of their fans. Staying on top of these changes, social media is constantly changing, evolving, and the success of your social media marketing efforts is heavily dependent on how well you're able to use the latest features these platforms Provide the good news is if you can adapt to the changes and experiment with the new creative formats, you'll be able to attract and engage customers more effectively. And by taking advantage of the latest social media updates, you can also gain a significant edge over your competitors. And I got that from social media today. I am telling you that it is something that we all need to be on top of. If we're not on top of this, this is crazy. I mean, it's it's crazy. Social media changes from moment to moment. So, Facebook announces Facebook and Messenger Stories ads. So they've added the stories. I know you guys have seen that. Snapchat ads, Amazon e-commerce integration, facilitating shopping in the app. Instagram co-founders both leaving the company signaling, they're signing, they're signaling a change for the app. So, you know, keep on that. 12 tips on how to work with social platform algorithms to manage and to maximize, maximize your performance. How and why the next Facebook latest data breach. So, You have to be on top of that. If you want to be on top of it, go ahead and go to social media today and and go ahead and go over the articles. Make sure that you're abrupt on what's going on in social media because if we are not abrupt on what's going on, we're going to be in the dark, and our companies will be that as well. Twitter updates, account creation. So Twitter has some sharing rules ahead. Um, Anti-bullying, Reddit. Reddit is now serving a billion video views, underlining opportunities. Don't forget, Reddit is there. Reddit is there. So, also don't forget about Headliner, the video app. It's free for you to use. Don't forget to go there and use that so that you can maximize your videos and make them. You know, um, they have even they have the um, the caption on the bottom that you can edit. you want to go ahead and do that and I'm telling you I'm telling you there's so many wonderful things that you can do out there but for the most part please 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 be abrupt on everything that you're doing everything that you're seeing and I'm going to go ahead and go with my first interview of the evening and I'm excited about this guest. so uh here we go. Thank you so much again for tuning in to June Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond, and that has been your social media update. I want to welcome you to the show today. My gosh, my gosh, if you're just joining us, my goodness, we're having a wonderful, wonderful, just wonderful year. I mean, think about it. It's just awesome. It's just awesome. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I want to thank you for t- tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. You're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Port, Florida, as well as on Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, the Dream Chasers Radio Network, as well as the Caribbean Community Radio Stations. Oh my gosh, we're everywhere. Uh, iTunes, iHeart, you just, you name it, we're there. Try to get it. If we're not there, you let me know and we'll get there. <laughs> But we have a wonderful guest for the show today, and I want to welcome to the show Ms. Pamela Smith. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: And the pleasure is mine. So tell me about yourself. What, what brings you to Dream Chasers Radio?
1: Well, I wanted to come on because I know that the radio station is about um, inspiration, encouragement, and also just chasing dreams in which I am in that dream chasing stage, where I am actively pursuing, you know, the things that I know that I should be doing in this world to help encourage, equip and empower other women and teams specifically. Mm -hmm. So that's what brought me to the show. I'm actually in dream chasing mode.
0: I love that. I love that. What, what is it like being in this
1: mode? Tell me, tell me how you got in this mode. I got in the mode just knowing that I'm a big, big, big advocate of prayer, but understanding that after prayer, there must be some action in order for that to be a manifestation of our dreams. So I got in this stage realizing that the very things that I am pursuing or the things that I am dreaming about, I need to actively pursue those things. And so when I understood and it was clear to me what my assignment is in this world, which is to encourage equip and empower, then I realized that I needed to do the things that were actually encouraging equipping and empowering others mm, mm, mm,
0: mm. so you know, I noticed that i'm going on your website pamela dot net and you have a book out called go what was it go l d a g o good girl, but it's like it's got multiple meanings. Tell me about that,
1: okay, dear good girl is a family collaboration book. Mm-hmm. I um wrote this book with eight other family members, all female first cousins, and the spelling of it is g o And then in parentheses, there's another O, D, because Mm -hmm. it reads as God and it reads as good. And our message to other women is we want every woman to know that no matter what she goes through in life, she is always going to be good because she is God. And that's why the spelling is as it is so that it can read God and being good, because you are first a God girl, and that ultimately makes you a good girl, and when I when we talk about good, we're not necessarily meaning good as in nothing is ever wrong, but good as in a prophetic way, meaning that although obstacles and situations and trials may come, I know from which cometh my help, so that means I'll always be good. Mm, I
0: love it. I love it. Now, you know, you, you say you wrote this with different members of the family. Tell me how that was.
1: The process of writing? Yeah, but you know, not only, family, yeah. Things. Okay.
0: Yeah, and being okay. family. I mean, you know, some people say, oh, don't do nothing with family. But I mean, you know, that's that's different. You know, that's, <laughs> that's different right. for everybody. Tell me about that.
1: It was actually an honor and a pleasure. Uh, I've been writing now, as for as self-publishing, for about the last ten years. I've been writing all of my life, but I've decided to decided to start self-publishing about ten years ago. And these last two years, I've gotten a lot of offers to collaborate with other authors on projects. And when I decided to name my ministry, my ministry is named Good Girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, life enrichment ministry I thought about okay well if I'm going to collaborate then I want to first start with family and collaborate and then maybe I'll take some others up on their offer because a lot you're right we hear a lot of times that it's very hard to work with family but sometimes all it takes is having patience you know, having everyone on board, being clear about what the goal is. Mm -hmm. And then when you have reached a certain point in your life, I think we have a responsibility to reach back and kind of pour into a family and help pull some of the gifts out of them that they have. So I felt like if I'm going to do any collaborating, I need to start at home first. And so when I approached them with the idea They all, you know, immediately jumped on board. They were excited about it because it was an opportunity for them to, you know, share the message that they have in their heart that they may not have otherwise shared had they not gotten the opportunity to do it, you know, in this Mm -hmm. book collaboration. Mm -hmm.
0: I like that. I like that. And And getting involved with your family, when you asked them, or did they ask you to get involved with
1: this? No, I asked them. Well
0: what what was their reaction?
1: They were they were ecstatic, they were overjoyed, you know, they were, you know, honored that I did ask them to do such a project and then the type of project that it was. Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't, you know, let's get together and fill jury, but let's get together and empower other women. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about some of the things we have gone through as women, the lessons that we've learned, and let's share that. So they were very excited about the type of project that it was. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Now, you do have a life coaching uh, workbook, audio, website. Tell me about that and how it intertwines with your new book.
1: Okay, it intertwines because <clears throat> it actually gives – real life experience action tips because I I like to tell people that life coaching is about action. You know, it's about goal setting. Where are you now? Defining where you are now. How did you get here? Where do you want to be? Set those goals, hold yourself accountable for those goals and put in the action to reach those goals. Mm -hmm. And so in this book, we address four core areas, um, marriage, motherhood ministry and money which Mm -hmm. are four areas that sometimes women need to be empowered and encouraged in Mm -hmm. and so what it does is it's biblical it does have a spiritual undertone but it also gives practical advice and that's how life coaching kind of intertwines with our daily lives because we can take the Bible, we can take scriptures, we can quote them all day long, but there has to be some practicality behind that as well. You know, in order for those scriptures to come alive and become real to us and we're walking in it, we have to take those practical steps, which is life coaching. So mm-hmm. to speak. Wow.
0: I love that. I love that. I love the fact that what you've done is you've implemented not only the life coaching, but you've gotten your family involved in something. And that is essential. When you think about it, when you get your family involved in such a positive thing, you know, all around, how does that help you to move forward in your life coaching? Does that make you feel better, more fulfilled um, as a person? Does that give you that peace that you maybe weren't, you weren't, you didn't have before that you're, you have now as in a teacher, uh, a life coach, you know, uh, a honorable person?
1: Yes. It does give me a sense of fulfillment in that I don't want to be one of those people who God is using in that capacity to help everyone else, Mm -hmm. but family. So, that again, that's why I wanted to start off collaborating with them. And then I am able to say, well, I have poured into a family. Because I already had my mm-hmm. mind made up. If they reject, you know, there was still going to be a sense of fulfillment in that mm-hmm. I could say that I tried. That way, you know, I don't ever get the backlash that she's helped everyone else but she doesn't pour into her own family. I just right. always believe that starting at home first and now they know that there are tools available we have a person right here under us that we can go to when we do need certain type of help you know I may not always be able to help them with everything Mm -hmm. but I always tell people your circle may not have all of the answers but everyone in that circle at least to be able to point you the answer even if they
0: don't have it so now Uh, they know that i am a resource for them right and that's important it's important some people feel more comfortable going to a family member you know someone that they can pour into and they know that it's going to stay in the family um and that's important too so tell me about your your uh social media how people can reach you um and and what you're doing to further this this you know, this life coaching for yourself? Because a lot of people want to be a life coach or they want to go to a life coach. They need one. Um, You know, what kind of a resource would you be for them?
1: Right. I found on Instagram, which is my major platform right now at Pamela Denise Smith and the content I give out on Instagram is just daily life coaching, daily encouragement, daily inspiration. I, you know, will announce events and speaking engagements and things like that. Um, as far as me with life coaching, I just recently for two thousand nineteen, I'm moving more toward group life coaching in the form of workshops. Um That way, it's like I can impact more people in a smaller amount of time. The one-on-one, due to a lot of other things that I have going on, was kind of impeding a little on the family time, so Mm -hmm. I'm moving more toward group life coaching where they can take a workshop. Um, I do a lot of free online um, teleconferences or teleworkshops, so to speak. So they can, you know, participate in that. Of course, I'm available by email for just like a general question that requires maybe a quick answer, but not an in-depth life coaching session. Mm, mm -hmm.
0: I got you, I got you and like you said it was kind of robbing you of your family time but I'm sure that your group classes are just as good as anything that you've given out Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners today, something that we might have left out
1: No, just a word of encouragement for all of the women just always remember you are good girl because you are God's girl Ah,
0: hallelujah. Amen to that. Amen to that. I want to thank you, Pamela, for being on the show. And I want to thank all the listeners out there for listening. You know, it's important that we have that support and Pamela can give it to you. So again, if you need to get in contact with her, I do follow her already on Instagram at at Pamela D. Smith. She's got a white shirt on, so she's got her hands crossed, so if you don't know, because there's a lot of Pamela Denise Smiths out there. I tell you, I looked, I just saw it. (laughs) <laughs> so, And we will also have that link up on our site just so that you can go ahead and click over and go to that, that page. Thank you again so much, and congratulations on the book. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Anytime. Until next time. Wow, what a wonderful interview we had. I mean, Miss Pamela Smith and her book, Dear Good Girl you want to go ahead and check that out, uh, check her out at PamelaDSmith.net. That's PamelaDSmith.net. We have our next guest on the show. I want to say thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please.
2: Hello, my name is Anthony Lucacio. I'm a tap dancer and a producer, and I am the currently artistic director for Tap Life Company based out of New York City.
0: Sweetest. Now, okay, I have to do a confession. I I tap danced when I was very very little, oh, <laughs> so I don't remember funny. much of it. But I still have my shoes.
2: <laughs> that's fantastic. There's a there's a lot of. However, I
0: who... love tap dancing. I really do. I mean, that's a big thing. Tell us how you got into that.
2: Uh, well, when I was a kid, um, I actually went to dance class with my cousin Jen to Joe's Danford Dance Studio in Queens, New York. And I just dug it. I enjoyed being there, being around the music and the dancing. And I asked to go to class, and I started going to dance class.
0: Now, in New York, I took my classes in New York, of course. I mean, you know, New York is a very big, uh, you know, metropolitan, uh, you know, performing arts center. It's like if you don't tap, if you don't dance, if you don't sing, what do you do? Because... Uh (laughs) and <laughs> the one of those. So tell me about the company.
2: Okay. Well, um, the, the professional company was came out of nowhere. Um, I wasn't <laughs> – I, I was away many years performing with a show called Tap Dogs. And uh, I came back to New York, and I started teaching some classes at Broadway Dance Center. And a couple of people wanted to tap dance with me. So we started tapping together on a regular basis. And I think it was the 2013 Big Apple Tap Festival we performed in front of all of the tap dancers. We, we call it the hashtag TapFam. Tap it's, uh, it's kind of the guarding of tap dance uh, group of people and family that we, that we have. And we performed at the Big Apple Tap Festival. And Brill, Brill Barrett, who is a TapFam member from out of Chicago, um, mm-hmm. he saw us after the show. And he said, hey, what's the name of your company? We were like, oh, Tap Life Company, uh, our but my friend Tina shouted it out. out. It was kind of a name we were throwing around, and we suddenly became a company. Uh, since then, we've produced Wonderful. some music videos. Yeah, we have a great music video uh, that won a music video award in, uh, in New York City. And we have two shows that we've produced uh, about the company so far.
0: I love it. Now, I am on your, your, uh, your tap com. And you okay. have a lot of shows coming up. Tell me, about, tell me about your shows. I see a, a children. I see, you, I see adults. Tell me about this.
2: <laughs> well, um, so tap, I learned to tap dance at a dance studio, um, but I also got a chance to become like a famous tap dancer. I'm well-known in the community. Um, and now that I'm back in New York, I, I wanted to kind of support tap dance in dance studios. So we started an educational program that goes along with our professional company. It's called Tap Life Two. And October's always our audition month. So on Ticket Leap, dot, where you see that tapdance.ticketleap.com. Those are all the auditions yeah. we have coming up in the New England area. We're going to be in Connecticut, yeah. Massachusetts, and Maine, and New Jersey, and New York. And we do auditions from um, October 13th to October 28th with one final audition in Jersey, um, December 2nd. And the age group we're looking for is really anybody 10 and up. Uh, you have to have at least two years of tap dance experience and you could come and audition for us. We don't accept everyone. And sometimes studio owners want to know more about our program and we, we operate um, very transparently. They could request to see the commitment agreement. We asked the children to sign uh, that, of course, they check with their guardians and their parents. And we kind of provide an opportunity for kids to get that transition between just being in a dance studio and realizing that, that there's more to it. And there's, there's this whole professional side of it that they could be a part of and get a look into. It's kind of like, for some people, it's like tutoring for tap dance. So, you, you know, you stay mm-hmm. in your studio, but you get a little outside help. And then you get more immersed in the art form and you get a more of appreciation and love for it. Because tap dancing is hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it.
0: Exactly. Definitely. But tell me about it. Now, I remember <laughs> when I was young, the one person that really, really turned me on to tap dancing, and I have to say it was in the movies because, I, I mean, you know, everybody kind of knew about dancing. You know about ballet, and you knew about, you know, modern and all that. But tap dancing, Gregory Hines, he was <laughs> amazing. He just yeah. he brought it to he, 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 I could relate. You guys have well, this um, blog up about him. Tell me about how he's
2: affected your company and your, and your dancing. Well, I, I got to meet uh, Mr. Hines Gregory when I was doing Tap Dogs in Manhattan in 1997 oh. at the Union Square Theater. Oh he came to see the show. Yeah. And a couple of months later, I met him again on the street in New York. Um, I talk about it in that Sound of the Tap Life show. You could look, you could see this this show on uh website or on YouTube, but we have a show called sounds of a tap life. And I told the story Mm -hmm. about meeting Gregory that second time where a little boy came running up to us and uh, was all excited to meet Gregory Hines. And then when he ran away, Greg turned around to me and said, you know, uh, that, you know, we, we, we don't teach, we just don't teach tap dance. We teach life through tap dancing. It's still, it's still, I always want to make sure I get the wording right because it was such an amazing thing to hear, uh, and it's kind of been one of, the, one of the things that's one of the core elements of the foundation of what we build our morals and values at here at Tap Life.
0: Wow. Wow. I am absolutely loving it. So tell, tell me, you know, the program itself, you, you've taken different facets and you've kind of grown it since you started um, and, yeah. and you've been there. What have been some of the major changes and challenges that you've faced along the mm-hmm.
2: way? You know, I was just about to – this is the next blog we're going to write because this show coming up that we have in New York City called In Good Company um, mm-hmm. is kind of like the culmination of exactly what you're asking me right now. So when I first came back mm-hmm. to New York, we wanted to perform our material and share our – you know, what the story wanted to tell through the, the, the songs we were choosing and the choreography we were creating. So, you know, mm-hmm. we would try to apply to these opportunities where you could submit choreography and show your work. But when you apply to these opportunities, you have to pay for it. It's not that you just get to go show your work. Uh, a lot of them don't accept mm-hmm. because of dance styles because they don't have flooring that they want you to dance on. They feel you're going to ruin the floor. Um, if they did allow you to perform and you did have to pay for yourself, you also had to bring your own floor because they want you to mm-hmm. dance on cement. And no dancer should have to dance on cement. So... We took all those things, and we reached out to a place called Dixon Place, and it's a theater in New York, and we we showcased about 45 minutes' worth of material taking away all those problems. Uh, Stacy, the company manager, and I, we built our own floor, and we used that floor mm. at Dixon Place to dance on. It was a wood-sprung floor. <laughs> um, and then from there, after showing material, we built an idea around the show and a, and a little bit about insight in my life and what my journey was, my spiritual journey, you know um and we put all that into the show and within a year we had this show called sounds of a tap life and we eliminated all the issues for ourselves and then last year we did sounds of a tap life homecoming which brought us back to the place where it originally became a company when we performed at the big apple tap festival and there was the whole full circle and all the dots connected um and now this year in good company we were were speaking about it and we wanted to to eliminate the same problems for other tap dancers and percussive dancers in New York. And that's what we did. Mm -hmm. So we curated the show of all these fantastic tap dancers and tap companies and choreographers. And that show was the culmination of identifying the problems, eliminating the problems for ourselves, and then sharing that light and love with other tap companies. And we're going to pay them to perform. So this year is the beginning of that part of the journey, and that's, that's, that's the next step. And, and the way it all comes full circle is we take the kids that audition for Tap Life 2 and we give them an opportunity to audition to be in that professional show. And now the kids even get paid to perform. And now we're bringing everything together and putting these kids who – love tap dancing and wanted more of an opportunity actually on stage with the people that are doing it professionally in New York right now and trying to survive themselves. And as tap life company, we're trying to take away the barriers and the obstacles that are in these people's way so that they could all find each other, connect and get to share their talent and what's inside them and connect with other people who come to our shows and sit in our audience and get to feel what that experience feels like in a live, setting mm.
0: I absolutely love it I think cat dancing is, is you, you said you know it is difficult it's not easy you know step ball chain was the only thing I can remember and I'm just going to be <laughs> honest with you <laughs> but I was four years old you know so going through right. learning that it took forever so you know when you yeah. got
2: I was going to say that that's one of the challenges that we that tap dance faces is kids stop doing it after a while because they don't always connect with it. And we need to really support the teachers and support the people that are doing it so that it lives in these studios so that they continue on with it because tap dance teaches you a lot of things in life that you can apply to everyday life. And it yeah. can just make your life better, and tap dancers are happy people, we and and we like to share that feeling with other people. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'd love to know what your question was.
0: No, no, no. I mean, I think, I think, you know, tap dancing really is something that is so, uh, how would I say, you have to be so committed to it. It's a learning, it's like learning math, but to become a
2: mathematician,
0: you know. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs>
2: it's compared to jazz music all the time, so it's very similar in that fashion, so you're right yeah. on target with that. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, what I'm saying is, you know, have you found that this has helped to keep children out of trouble?
2: Uh, you know what? <laughs> that's yes, because it's something to focus on. But if that's, if that's a great question, and it's funny because I mentioned Brill Barrett before, and Brill's whole thing is he uses TAP to keep kids out of trouble. Uh, you know, it, TAP, TAP, it's, a lot of people find it out of necessity. A lot of people that get to have tap, tap answer in their life find that necessity, and often it's associated with the exact thing you just said. It could keep kids out of trouble. It gives them something that's really challenging and inspiring with a very mm-hmm. rich history that's easy to find and be a part of if, you, if it calls to you and you look into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, with your newfound celebrity? You know, your, <laughs> just your status. Now that you're, okay. you know, this, you're, you're, you're a celebrity in your community, which means you're a leader in the community, and people look up to you. What have you been, you know, challenged with and faced with as you walk through, you know, the store? Do you, do you have people look at you and
1: say, "Hey, that's that guy"? <laughs> <up?" laughs>
2: no, you know what? I'm really lucky because I, I kind of have complete anonymity, because mm. this, not, not everybody knows, not everybody's gonna know who I am, but when I'm in certain mm-hmm. circles. I get to hear stories about myself that I wouldn't get to hear. A young lady told me I met. I, I went to go entertain at United Dance Merchants of America, uh, at, in Jersey, in Chicago, and then this weekend I'm going to Atlanta. And people mm-hmm. walk up to me and say, you know, I, I took your tap class when I was eight years old, and it's nice to see you and meet you again. I now own my own dance studio, or oh, I helped God. change your life, and so you know you don't really realize that about yourself until people say it back to you because when, when, when you're a leader, sometimes it's hard to find people to be your own mentor or to be inspired by. I'll tell you something that's, that's honest, something completely true about that is for a while I was in California and I wasn't, I wasn't, I lost myself for a moment and I opened up a box. It was all these pictures of me with all these people and with royalty and with stars and, I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about this. And I framed them, and I put them up around me. And it changed my mindset because those things shouldn't be in a box. They should be around me to remind me so that I have something that helps. That you know, if, you're, if, if you're trying to lift up all these other people and dancers and kids and people who ask for your help and you're willing to give it, you have to refuel yourself somehow. So I have a, a, an upper pyramid of people my top three, myself, my buddy Frankie, and my buddy Anthony. And I have things like these photos or these memories. I'm sitting here talking to you now, looking at the photo of me and Stevie Wonder. Because oh, when I was younger, I, I opened up a show for Stevie Wonder. And I got to meet mm-hmm. him after the show. And uh, he wanted to meet people one at a time. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was freaking awesome. Just standing next to him, you could mm-hmm. feel this love and vibration that comes off his body. It's just insane. And mm. he asked me what I do in the show. And I said, Well, I'm a tap dancer. And he said, Well, tap dance is his favorite kind of dance because it's the only kind of dance he could see. And it's mm. an amazing thing to hear from a blind person, but it's off the charts when you hear it from Stevie Wonder. Yeah. So definitely. you have to kind of yeah relive these things or have find mentors yourself or find your own top pyramid if you're going to, you know, if you're going to resource your energy. Mm hmm. Wow,
0: wow, and you know, and I know what you mean because I work with a, a, a gentleman, he's blind from birth, he has no pupils. His name is Ray Smith, he was a drummer for Stevie, <laughs> and he oh, tells wow. me he loves, yeah, I know, he tells me that he loves clothing with textures and he loves beads because yes. it's the only thing he can see, and so. I, I, I relate. I definitely relate. Yeah. And and I mean um, Stevie and Brand are both wonderful people. And I mean, for them to say they see it, that's amazing. So so what do we I mean, how do people reach you and I mean, with your with your new with your your upcoming uh teaching experiences that you're having, where can people go and actually be taught by you?
2: Okay, well uh the best thing to do is I don't teach a whole heck of a lot of classes in easy places like Broadway Dance Center or American Tap Dance Foundation. But if there's people who tap dance and they want to connect with us, the best thing to do is reach out on the website. It's taplifecompany.com. And there's all great stuff on there if you could peruse that. Um, I, we also have all the auditions coming up. So if you want to meet me at one of those auditions or audition for me there, you could go to tapdance.ticketleap.com. As far as – dancing with me i teach at dance studios in long island i teach at the studio in rockaway queens new york i teach at elene studio of dance we're going to do some adult classes there and i also teach at a dance studio uh the dancer's edge in Allendale, new jersey if you wanted to take a regular class like that you could try to come there if you're in the area otherwise if you want to see the show i really recommend anybody who could get to it it's going to be a great night it's going to be an annual thing We we even have a sponsor, Omera Floors, who is providing a wooden sprung floor for the show. So everyone's Mm -hmm. dancing on a proper instrument. Um, Yeah, so the show is uh, the tickets. You get tickets at tiny.cc slash goodcompanytix, T-I-X, or, again, go to the website. And you can even see our old shows, uh, the shows that we've produced in the last two years. That's Sounds of a Tap Life Homecoming and Sounds of a Tap Life Take Two. Um, but I'm not really out running, you know, teaching classes right now. I am teaching a class December 2nd at the December Intensive. People, our dancers mm-hmm. can sign up for that. That's at the at the bottom of the ticket leap list. Uh, auditions. Um, okay. But that's it. There you go. That's how to dance with me. Um,
0: I want to thank you for keeping tap alive because it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's something of a, of a lost art. It's like jazz music. You know, most people say, well, people don't really go to jazz concerts anymore. That's not true. I love snapping my fingers. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. And tapping your toes.
0: Yes, definitely. And it's just wonderful. I love the art. I love it. It'll never, ever, ever die. Thank you again so much for being on the show. I have had a wonderful time and, um, keep chap alive man that's
2: right <laughs> thank you i appreciate that
0: i appreciate you thank you so much and you got to come back on whenever you have another show or anything should happen
2: please keep us sure. in mind yeah no problem all and right before i go i just want to say you could find you could find tap life company on facebook instagram and snapchat there you go that's it
0: and i have i have your uh, main page here i also have the ticket leap um on here as well. So if you guys need to click on anything, go ahead and get it. You can also put hashtag tap uh, tap life in there and uh, go for what you know.
2: Cool. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Wow. What a wonderful interview. My gosh. You know, Gregory Hines to me was like amazing. I mean, he made tap look so easy. And since I was such a young child, I really wanted to learn tap and ballet and different things. And I, like I said, some of my shoes, but I remember how difficult it was, um, but how much fun I had. It's, it's just energetic. If you ever want to take tap, please do it. It is something that you would love to do. And making music with your feet if you can't play piano is just amazing. I want to thank Anthony for being on the show. We're going to go ahead and let me see who's calling in right now. Thank you so much for calling in. Let's tell everybody who you are.
3: Hi, this is Brandon James, um, the singer-songwriter from Chicago. Brandon! What's up? How are, how are you? How are you? I hope I'm uh, I hope I'm a little, I'm on time uh, in the middle. I don't know uh, how I caught you, but that was a great interview. I heard the whole thing.
1: Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you very much. And you are right on time. There is no such thing as being late, darling. Look, if you're not there, uh-huh. then you just... That's you know what? I,
3: to make sure that I uh, caught myself because, you know, uh, I was so 8 p.m., and I'm thinking 8 p.m. because I'm in Central Time. It's like, oh, my God, it's Eastern Time, so he's, she's ahead of me. So I need, I need to hurry up and get on here real quick because I want to catch her show, and I was glad that I was well, able to catch what? that interview. Yeah.
0: It's so funny because I had to schedule and I figured if he doesn't come in on this time, he'll come in on this time because he probably didn't see Easter Time, but that's okay because I, I left it open. Guess what? This is your time.
3: Amen, amen. I'm glad to have it. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, no problem.
0: So tell everybody about yourself and how you got started.
3: So I am Brandon James. I am a singer-songwriter from Chicago, Illinois, Uh, born and raised. I've been kind of like, I kind of came from a musical family. My grandmother was a singer and a preacher in church, and. Um, my dad can sing. He was uh in a singing group with his with his brother and so it's kinda like I kinda caught wind of those things when I was younger and it kinda translated um in the back of my mind and um when I was in school I kinda struggled to find things that I was good at or fit in with and um I tried track and basketball and things like that. It wasn't working. I was like, What am I gonna do? So I found myself kinda getting a little lost and depressed a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, What am I I'm not good at nothing? Uh, found, uh, music was near and dear to my heart. Um, I had a really mm-hmm. good music teacher when I was in seventh grade and he said, Hey, you can sing a little bit, you know, you should, you should, you should do something with that. And, you know, we started working together and next thing I know I was in a choir and next thing I know I was in college majoring in music and next thing I know I had a band and now I'm performing. So, you know, things come full circle.
0: Wow, wow. Okay, so now being from South Town, because, you know, a side town, you got to stay together, because I'm from South Town as well. Right. And, you know, right. being from Chicago, everybody thinks you can sing. I don't think it's true, but okay.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell, us about, <laughs> tell us
0: about your your background. Okay, so after high school, you challenged yourself to become, to become better, and you took voice lessons with Bobby Wilson.
3: Yes, Bobby Wilson is this uh, outstanding jazz vocalist, R&B vocalist. Um, she sings currently. I think she still sings with the Chicago Jazz Ensemble, which they tour, of course, across the, across the world, the country, everything. Um, so I was always very privileged to work with her um, and get nurtured by her and her styling uh, while I was in college. And I just work with so many great people around the city. Um, but, yeah, you know, I kind of um, – you know, you, you have a lot of black people, a lot of, uh, in our culture, we come from a lot of gospel backgrounds, and people that tell you they grew up singing in church. That definitely was not my story. I definitely, my first song that I ever learned by heart, and I started singing was This Is How We Do It by Monster Jordan. That literally is how I got to sing it. I was like, oh, this is a cool song. I'm sorry. I was watching Daddy Professor slow uh, performing, and it's like, this is catchy, and I just, and it was all from there, and so, uh, that's, it's a weird way to get started, but, uh, so I kind of went an untraditional route, uh, in my culture with music, and, um, but I found my sound, I've been compared to, like, a Will Downing, and people have even said Luther, and Lord knows, I, I love that, but it's frightening to get paired by greats like that, but, uh, you know, I, I um, I've always paid attention to the masters, like Stevie, and and stuff like that, so, you I've always proactively researched artists and in the legends that I liked, and kind of formed the sound of my own. Mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: Now, okay, so you, you got that started. You got your you got, you know you you go through, and boom, you hit mm-hmm. a. What do you hit? Do you hit a great point, or do you hit a great low? Because it's it's either up or down.
3: You know, and that's true, you know, and that, that's, I'm actually glad you said that. Getting started with music, because I felt like I went this kind of, like, back way. I wasn't around a bunch of musical people all the time. You know, it was definitely I felt like I was behind the eight the ball a lot. So, basically, I was always around people that were, in my opinion, better at what they're doing. They, they had an advantage, whether they were privileged enough to have voice lessons or, you know, have their parents nurture their talents in a way because um, our parents, they didn't really take it that seriously. They was like, oh, you'll grow out of that. You probably don't even want to do that. So they really didn't pay attention to me actively wanting to sing. So I kind of just kind of joined and latched on to every musical thing I could. So just kind of joining choirs, trying to develop my ear, and actually mm-hmm. hanging out with people that were really, really good at singing really kind of helped uh, me develop my skill set. And, 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 you know, taking pride out of the situation will help you learn a lot of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... uh yeah, so you know, it kind of was um, an uphill battle sometimes, but when, when you know, but when you when you get it and you find your sound, you got it.
0: Mhm. Yeah, of course, of course. Wow, wow. And when you found your sound and you finally got your way, what was that like for you?
3: It was almost. It was. It was. It was refreshing. It was refreshing to feel. Not only do I have this passion, but now I feel like I have a direction. I have a, I have control over this 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 thing I want to do because now I know I have this I don't have to compromise and I'm it's okay to be who I am in the music world. So um it was it was definitely empowering. Um I feel like a lot of that came to be in my college years. I was actually very glad and very um very appreciative that I went to school and studied music because I learned so many things and learned and tapped into so many different styles and performance and met so many great people. So, um, but yeah, once I found that sound, it definitely really, really kind of empowered me even more to be who I am and gave me this this confidence. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, you know, I have to ask you this. And, And so, being in the music industry, being an artist, being an independent artist, you know, when you when you travel, when you go out. What is it like with you? Because a
3: lot of people have that misconception that it's all roses. No, it's definitely not. And uh you know, when you when you go out uh, and hang out, to be honest with you, you know what's so ironic? You know, I'm definitely not at a stage where people are like, Oh my god, look at that guy that's I mean I've seen him on the stage. You get that sometimes. Um, it's good to be recognized for what you do. Um uh, but honestly, I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's a struggle being social the way you would think you would want to. Because you're always doing a show, you're always on. It's so easy to kind of chill and be in your own space and do nothing sometimes. Because that's like your ears thank you, your body thanks you. You know what I mean? So it's definitely um, an oxymoron sometimes. You would think that somebody like that wants to party and be up all the
0: time, you know? Right. Well, no, no. I'm in the music industry, you know. If and I can you can test this. When I don't have a show, I'm not coming out the
1: house. Exactly. <laughs> listen, listen. Hey, you got to support
3: your peers, a- so you force yourself to do
1: it. You know. Sometimes.
0: I know. I know. Socializing is not always it, uh for me either, because you are you're always and, and to get the perspective of looking from the audience. To the stage is not a normal perspective that I have.
3: No. No, 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 no.
2: Yeah, exactly. So,
0: and I don't know if I want that because, you know, <laughs> my whole saying is if they're paying to be there, I'll go.
3: <laughs> exactly. Listen, <what? laughs> No, it's not that bad. You know, and it's, uh, you know, you get used to it. You know what's so funny? I don't ever think I have ever gotten used to it. It's always nerves. It's always nerves. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get in your zone, you're, you're good, but you always feel like I got to watch everything I do, you know? people are looking. They're looking at yeah. and they, they may not know
0: her, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So now that you, you have your song, There She Goes. Tell us about that song.
3: So I really wanted to write a song that was bright and positive, and I was thinking about subject matter that would – you know, encourage that. Like, what could I write about that would really be speak to something kind of positive? And I don't know what happened, what I was watching, what I was thinking, but I just started thinking about a strong woman. Um, and I was raised on my mom. My mom's a single parent, and I've had really strong, powerful female figures and influences in my life. And um, I just like wanted to write about a song that empowers, just in a in a brief kind of broad view kind of, you know, talked about the different challenges women go through, and um, how we all kind of go through it. it was, it's, all, it's all encompassing. You know, we all deal with things and body image and what we should be, This is, you're not good enough, things like that. Especially in art, especially dancers and mm-hmm. models. And I just wanted to kind of like write about something that was like, you know, these things happen, but these strong women deal with it. They deal with it every day. They're not complaining about okay. it, and they making things happen. So, I am I am an advocate for women. I think you guys are amazing, and I just appreciate everything you guys do and contribute to the world. And I wanted to kind of say and this is my thank you to women. And um, I just wanted to kind of to write something positive like that, and it kind of turned into a really, really good song. It's fancy, and it's actually one of my favorite songs I've ever written.
0: Wow. And do you mind if we play that here today?
3: Do I say, uh, say that one more time?
0: Do you mind if I play that right now?
3: Oh no! I want you to go here, please.
0: <laughs> and here we are, Brandon Jones with "Here She Goes." <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. What a wonderful song. What a wonderful song. So
3: what's next for you? You know what? I have my music series that I do monthly called Soulful Sunday, and that has been my baby. So along with promoting the single for There She Goes, Soulful Sunday has been everything to me lately, and I'm definitely encouraging everybody to come out and see these amazing artists that share the stage with me every month. Um, It gets bigger and better every month. Um, The next one is October 14th at Reggie's Music Joint on 22nd and State, and it's just such a great experience. It's a great room. They got great food, great drinks, everything. The atmosphere cannot be more perfect. So that's been, like, my project that I've been nurturing so for the last like, six, seven months, you
0: know. <laughs> wow. You know, that's important, though, that you have something that really is your baby, that's something that, you know, that really, I mean, just takes your time, and, and it's a pleasure. How did you find that pleasure, and was it something you stumbled upon, or was it deliberate?
3: As far as the uh, Soulful Sunday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Soulful Sunday. I don't know. Honestly, and this is going to sound real cliche and it might sound weird. You might not believe me, but honestly, I literally had a dream about it. And in that dream, you know how you sometimes don't remember whole dreams? You might remember fragments of the dream. And one thing I remember yeah. in the dream is that I thought up with this event called Soulful Sunday. And I don't know why I came up with it. And I, I envisioned how it was going to look and where, and I just needed to find a venue. And. It just kinda of came to fruition. Everything kinda of lined itself up. That's when I believe things are like delivered to you by God. Because that definitely worked out and it's been really working well ever since. Every piece I've needed has been blessed and given to me. So it it kinda of came into me overnight and then uh, you know, took it from there. Wow. I mean I love it. I
1: love
0: it. And it doesn't yeah. sound like a clean day because a lot of times I wake up in the middle of the night I <laughs> sit down and go back to sleep. <laughs> Funny, but it happens. It's very rare, but it does happen.
3: Exactly, exactly. So you don't understand. So you understand, you know? <laughs> you know. A lot of people think you like definitely. that didn't happen. That's not.
0: True. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You have to do it. You have to do it. So, with that in mind, people need to be able to teach you. Where, um, you know, you have a Facebook. You
3: had your your uh, your um your website. Can you tell where that is? Yes, ma'am. The website is brando20music, brando with two D's, uh, brando20music.com. And then I can be seen or found on Instagram and Facebook at brando20, B-R-A-N-D-D-O-two-zero, or just typing in Brandon James, and I should pop up as well. Um, it's a country singer out there with the same name as me, but me and him usually pop up at the same time. So I'm usually not that guy. But uh, you know, he's uh, it, it just you know, I pop up on Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. But uh, thank you again for just sharing the music, allowing me to talk about my artistry and the things I have going on on your show. And I really appreciate you for everything you do for artists and everybody, you know, that of all every artist, every type of artist, from the guy that does tap that was before me to myself. So I really appreciate you for giving me the time.
0: Oh, no problem. You know, it's something that, this is my baby right here. This right here, this is my baby.
3: You definitely get it. You definitely
0: get it. (laughs) I love this. I love the fact that people come on and they can inspire other people to be on this show, to to do the the things that they, you know what I mean, that they want to do in life. That, to me, is amazing. I hope that we can be an inspiration to other people. Yes, ma'am.
3: Yes, ma'am
0: thank you so thank
3: much you for again for being on the- thank you and I, I hope to, to see it. you at a Soul fast <laughs> day event sometimes <laughs>
0: I'm a, a, well, I, you know you never know just don't know so let's just leave it at that
3: alright All right. thank you so much
0: alright thank you bye bye oh wow amazing music amazing song. Wow, did I not tell you we're going to have a great show today? And I have one more interview for you today. And then I mean, how I mean, if you're not inspired, if you're not ready to go after your dreams, if you just don't have that zest for life, then you need help because this is an amazing show. I remember when I didn't have that zest for life and I didn't have that inspiration. And no matter what people did, I just couldn't do it. But you guys have helped me. So this is why I do this show. Because this show is an inspiration for me to keep me going. And I hope that it's doing the same for you. Please share this show across social media. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, in. Uh, I mean, so many different wonderful places. Please, wherever you love to listen to podcasts, please subscribe, follow the show, tune in on YouTube as well, share this content with people. We want to be there and inspiration for people to show them that no matter what you're doing in life, no matter what you're going after in life, There are people out there that have gone through it that can help you, and we want to be those people. So thank you again for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. One more show for you today, one more interview, and here it is. Wow, that was such an awesome interview. I am so happy to have had Ms. Pamela Smith on the show. My gosh, what an inspiration, bringing her entire family into this one event to make it happen is amazing. So you people out there that say you can't work with family, I think Pamela has proved you wrong. And our next guest is just, I mean, amazing, an amazing writer. I'm going to go ahead and just say, welcome to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please.
4: Hi, everyone. Um, And my name is Carrie Azara, and I'm an author. Um, I've just released the fourth book, and I'm working on a bunch of others. So um, nice to be here. and I really appreciate y'all, y'all having me on.
0: Oh, wow, wow. And thank you so much, Carrie, for being on the show. Tell me, tell me how you began writing.
4: Oh, um, well, you know, I've done a lot of technical writing. And what I've been uh, over the years, the, the, the fiction began when uh, I started to sell a couple of cars on eBay. Oh. and. Um, turns out that that if you if you put a story you know add a story about the car the car or about whatever object you're selling, people kind of gravitate to that to that uh, auction and because they want to read the story. And and the deal is you know buy the car you get the story you know it's yours, it's yours. You, you you own it kind of thing. And it wasn't a story about you know technical things. I mean, it was it was a made up fictional story you know where the car was you know the, the character in it mm-hmm. and. Turned out, I got a lot of eyeballs on on, and I actually sold um, two of the three cars I was endeavoring to get rid of. Oh, that's great! Yeah, and um, uh, so anyway, uh, I I for a while was doing all kinds of things with um, uh, automobiles, um, uh, mostly um, British uh, sports cars uh, and um, roadsters and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started writing stories about the cars I had, you know, tinkered with and owned. And so, you know, kind of had a big collection, and my daughter said, "Dad, you should put that into a, you know, a collection of stories in a book." And of course, at first, I was like, "Nah, I don't think so." And then, you know, she kept pestering me, and I started writing stories about other things, like uh, some of the dogs that we had rescued, you know, just and just random things. And uh, anyway, make a long story short, it, it became a, uh, you know, uh, a, a book of the, or a collection of short stories. And that's, that's, you know, under the title of Uncommon Heroes and Cars. And um, it's, got all, it's got all sorts of stuff. And there's it. like 21 stories in there. So it was a lot of fun. Mm, mm, mm. And then now, from there, I just, you know, kept going.
0: Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's amazing how things just start, like, yeah, sporadically. It's not something that you thought would ever, ever spark anything else. But your story writing was evident in a car sale. Go so figure. Wow. Yeah, right.
4: Yeah. Well, and and it's a good thing because you know you are retired, you have got to have something to do, you know, and um, you know at least I would, because I know I'd get myself in trouble otherwise. So I really think this is kind of a blessing from that point of view as well that I finally found a voice uh, in, in fiction writing that I never really knew I had. Although if you told if you tell my mom that, she'll 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 say no, no. You started writing when you were, I think it was sixth grade. And, and then she pulls out this one page thing that I wrote um, and, and, you know, says, see, you got a B plus on it. You were a writer even back then. You know, well, it's mom, you know, what, what do you mm-hmm. expect?
0: Yeah. Moms love their kids. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, okay. So you got that. You, you started that. You, you developed this, this whole thing and, and, and you figured out that you're a great writer. You're a great writer because of a car sale. Okay all right yeah,
4: well hold, hold on. I didn't figure out that i'm great let's not let's not go let's not get ahead of our skis <laughs> here
0: sorry <But> <laughs>
4: i appreciate I your your i appreciate I the adjective, but i i'm I'm hesitant to apply it you know? i
0: wouldn't be I wouldn't be you know why? because great writers have a beginning, so you aspire to be great, so you have to kind of jump into being a great writer now at your aspiration point. So why not? Well,
4: aspiring, I'll, I'll buy. Aspiring, okay. I will buy. Okay.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, so <laughs> tell us, tell us about your book. What the name is? Because I know that you know it can be confusing. Your the name. I even messed it up. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. If, if I don't, um, if I don't, I don't see it clearly, you know, I people will get it wrong. It's generally my fault. But um, the name of the book is Caitlin's Mooring. You know the way you moor a book, you know a boat to a, you know a, a Buoy, so mm-hmm. that, that that's where and and um, very critical scenes well the, well the book takes place in Maine on, you know, on the coast of Maine in a, um, uh, a little community called Owl's Head. um and some of the some of the action that that takes place in the book takes place on the on the ocean Hmm. Um, and and actually some and, uh, I won't get too much away, but some actually have, some things happen on the Mediterranean Sea, so you know there's a little more than just Maine going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, um, and as you might guess, uh, you know from the title, Caitlin is uh, the you know the main character, um, although she does share that uh, that spot, if you will, um, with other with one one of the other characters um, in the, in the book. Um, I'm not sure how much you want me to tell folks. I mean, there's certainly a, you know, a fair amount written about it on, you know, online and, um, I don't want to bore anybody, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a tale about, you know, this family and, and kind of the challenges that they, they, they overcome. Um, and some of them are, some of them are pretty, uh, um, pretty dire. So, um, Uh, You know, there's 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 this this background of you know the the issue of how resilient they are and how they how they do that and and it's through the relationships that I try to tell that how how that happens Mm -hmm. Um, and it 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 spans five generations of this family Mm -hmm. so you know it's a little sort of epic in that sense but not I wouldn't call this an epic story but you know. and, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot in here. There's, you know, there's, as I say, there's, there's these challenges that I won't describe in too much detail, but there's also um, a couple of romances that, that occur during the course of the book. Um, there are some, there's, a, there's, a, there's more than one funeral, um, and um, uh, there's some action at sea. So, you know, the, I don't think anybody will get bored.
0: Right, right. Well, I don't think so either. Now, let me ask you a question, because this is something that fascinates me. You know, a lot of writers gather their information about their stories through their imagination, and some through other people's experiences, and some through their own. Where do you gather your information uh, for your books?
4: Well, this book, you know, it's different for different things I've written. But for this book, it's actually a combination. Um, A lot of the things in here I draw from my own experience um, not that i 'm actually writing about me or anyone that I know in particular, mm-hmm. but I do draw from you know life experiences and 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 infuse that in some some of the parts of the book. Um, the actual core of the books is, is is from someone I met some years back um, who told me about her and her son, and um, apparently there was no, you know, there was no husband involved, and her dad had already passed away so her son 's role model male role model was his great grandfather mm. um, and this 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 double gap if you will in the in the generations and how you know, her son and her her grandfather you know sort of bridged that um, through this you know relationship they had and she was telling about it. And it was, it was, it was, you know, heartwarming to hear, you know, this story. And I thought to myself, what a, what a wonderful, you know, start for, you know, some sort of a fiction story and, you know, about a a grandfather and this, you know, a great grandfather and a great grandson. And the, the story, evolved from there because to, to have that that gap you had to figure out well how did that happen mm-hmm. so you know basically how it happened is all made up that's the fiction part
0: right yeah. right wow yeah. wow and did you get engulfed in your characters i mean you know oh, yeah. did, did, was that, did, did the characters run your life like almost to the point where you thought they were really real people
4: well yeah it's amazing how they come to life and, and you, you sort of talk to them you know uh um, I have a, I have a habit of talking to myself anyway, you know, and, and it'll tell you that. So, you know, if <laughs> anybody wants to say, if anyone wants to say I'm crazy, go right ahead. Um, but I learn a lot by talking to myself, not because I'm so brilliant, but because, you know, I, I, you get to have kind of a conversation and, and you know, um, hearing yourself out, say things out loud is clarifying for me,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: anyway uh, I'm sorry what was your, what was your question? I lost it
0: I apologize <laughs> no, no, so did you get engulfed in your characters as if they oh, were yes. Real people
4: yes, very much I mean um people have asked well who did you like who what character do you you like most in your book and and um I'd have to say the the, the grand, great grandfather henry mm. um, he's he's yeah he's he's uh, he's a he's a heck of a guy you know um you, you have to you know read how how he Interacts with his great-grandson and and his granddaughter and his wife and others in the book and you know, he, yeah, he just um, He's a role model for sure and that's that's what I wanted now, you know, because of that that core little core of, of uh, You know information I got from this young woman about her family mm-hmm. and, and you know that role model issue so um, uh, But um well, hopefully, all the characters have you know are engaging. I think one of the reviews I I received um, comment about how each each character really had their own voice, mm-hmm. and um, that that you know that was uh, something they really liked about you know the writing.
0: Mm-hmm. And what what was the most difficult part of writing this book? I mean, everybody has one.
4: Yeah, um, most difficult part. Uh, well. So I, I, you know, I, I tend to have things just kind of flow out of me, uh, you know, and and I'll out, I outline them afterward. Um, mm-hmm. and as and as I outlined it, you know, I thought to myself, oh, you know, I I need to I need to start, you know, uh, trimming out the fat and um, adding in some 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 detail at the same time. You know? mm-hmm. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that makes any sense to people, but you know, there are some things that you write and and just don't just don't need them. And there right. are other things where you know you you, you know I have a tendency to, to maybe go a little too fast, you know. So I, I slow 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 it down and and give the, the reader a little more context, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's the hardest part for me.
0: Yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. I, I I get to the point where I think so fast, I walk out of the room, I walk into another one, I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right,
4: and then you spin around and go back, so you, you know, because you yeah. hope that you remember when you're back in yeah. the original. Yeah, no, I, I have. No. The,
0: the, and i don't because right, my, no, mind, right. my mind has
4: well, gone <laughs> yeah well sometimes you do i mean occasionally that it works so yeah. i guess that it, i guess because it's so it it works every once in a while i keep doing it you know, <laughs> hoping that this time it'll, it'll you know but you're right it often doesn't
0: yeah yeah uh, sometimes it well one work. of the
4: things you know when i when i did the book, the launch for this book uh, at a local independent uh, bookstore here uh, in my community and uh, after you know talking about the book briefly and doing a bit of a reading, um, I opened it up to questions, and um, you know, the, one of one of the questions was related to you know to um, uh, you know kind of do you get stuck anywhere? You know, how what do you do when you get stuck? You know, right, and, right. Um, so so I told them the truth. I I get I get up. And I walk the dog, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, because <laughs> yeah, you, yeah right. You start moving, and you know, moving, moving is good, um, and and getting some fresh air, you know. Then go outside. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Must have been must be the mailman. Uh, apologize cute. for the, for oh, the noise. I'm yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm cute. Really? Can you can you imagine? He's a great dog. I didn't, but I didn't train him to do that. I do.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Oh, wow. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people reach you?
4: Um, well, they can certainly uh, email me. Um, my email address is my first, uh, this was my first name, C, and my last name, A-Z-Z-A-R-A at gmail.com. So just, you know, C-A-Z-A-R-A, one word. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the easiest way to get in touch with me, but um you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a frequent uh, uh, user and visitor to LinkedIn, so you can probably find me um, making trouble on LinkedIn.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: um, you know, I mean, I do have Facebook and and um, you know, an a page on Facebook where if I have events coming up and things, you know, I often post right. them there. Right, um, right. And I do have a website coming shortly. Um, uh, and the name of the website will be my first and last name as one word dot com, um, but I I'm, I'm sorry to say it's not available as yet. Right. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll should be up and running you know, later this month.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll have all that information: your Facebook page, your email address, as well as your Amazon page, up on our description box below the interview. So just go ahead and click on it or copy and paste into your browser. Very simple. Very easy. Uh, is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with today that we didn't talk about or any inspiration?
4: Um, Well, for those who might be aspiring authors, um, there is one piece of advice I I would really like to give you uh, when it relates back to the early conversation about moving from one room to the other. And that is if you have an idea, I don't care how, you know, how minimal or, you know, maybe, maybe it's random. it, It doesn't fit into anything you're actually writing right now, but anything you think of, write it down. Do not assume that you will remember it, you know, even 10 minutes later, let alone, mm. you know, two days later. So um, I know I've lost some, what I thought were maybe some pretty good ideas because I didn't take the time to write them down. And um, so that would be a, one, you know, not terribly thrilling, but I think very valuable piece of advice. Oh,
0: yes. Because there have been many a things lost to the mind and the moment. <laughs>
4: Right. Right. Um, and it's not always easy to do that, you know, you, you know, um, but as a writer, you know, you, you, start to, you start to be aware of that. And you know, I carry things, I carry a pen around with me all the time. I have paper. I'm always, you know, if I'm away from, from a, a keyboard, um, try to always be prepared for the, for the random thought that you might get. And a lot of times it's not something you're already writing. Right. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's just a good idea comes to you, you know, uh, Uh, I get a lot of good ideas while I'm sitting out on my deck watching the dog, you know, uh, catch, you know, where we play catch. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, so I don't, I don't know that that's something that's generalizable to anybody else, but that's what happens to me.
0: I think it happens to everybody at different moments in in the day. It could be even, you know, uh, it could be even at the, you know, in the car driving. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that, that's tough because, obviously, uh, I do not recommend, uh, you know, typing anything while you're driving. Do not right. do that. But a um, lot of
0: people have the Google app, and if you say, hey, Google, uh, I need to save a voice note, or I, I think it says right. note, to, note to self. If you say, yeah. hey, Google, note to self, the Google will actually email you.
4: Yeah, that works real well. That's, a, good, that's a very good way to approach it. Yep,
0: yep. It does. So you don't have to touch your phone at all.
4: Right. Exactly. Uh, And if you don't, and if you don't have that sort of, you know, app and so forth, what I do is I just repeat what I, I repeat it. uh, Whatever I'm trying to remember, I repeat it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes I, you know, if it's multiple parts, I I assign numbers. So I know how many parts there are. So, um, you know, if I only remember two, I know I've got to, I got to start, I got to really work hard and keep trying to remember that third one. But if, but if I repeat it enough times, I usually, you
0: know, but you know, and for those of us who don't, like me, call yourself and leave a voice message. It's awesome. Yes. Well, that's the
4: best way. <laughs> that's the best way to go. I agree. I,
0: oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The repeated self thing is only in emergencies. Yeah. You definitely. don't have access. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for being on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you.
4: Well, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, you guys. And don't forget to click on the link below to go ahead and look at that book. And, you know, send them an email. Let them know what you think. Thank you again so much.
4: Well, thank you. Bye-bye now. All right, right, bye.
0: Wow, what a wonderful interview. Yes, definitely. Pamela Smith came on earlier, and she talked about her book, Dear Good Girl. Also, Anthony uh, Castillo, the artistic director of Tap Life Company, uh, tapdance.com, was on the show Chicago native Brandon James debuted his latest song, There She Goes, as well as the author just now, Carrie V. Azara, debuted debuted his book, Caitlin's Mooring. And so there's all different kinds of wonderful people out there. And don't forget to tune in. I talk about social media at the beginning of the show and all the changes that have taken place. So if you haven't really tuned in and you've just joined us we're ending the show go back and listen to the entire show you won't regret it it's a lot of good information but mostly it's a lot of good inspiration to get you started and to get you motivated because that's why we're here at dream chasers radio please hit us up on facebook dream chasers radio Um, also dream chasers radio.com dream chasers it's going to be D Chasers on Twitter, Dream Chasers Radio on Instagram. You can hit me up personally, ZYaya Diamond on Twitter and also on Instagram, TheYaya Diamond, as well as TheYaya Diamond on Facebook. Thank you again so much for tuning in. You can catch me at YayaDiamond.com. You can email us at Dream at gmail.com. And thank you so much again for tuning in, being an avid listener of Dream Chasers Radio and keeping me on my toes. I want to thank you again. And until next time, don't forget, wait, no, wait, I have to stop. J.J. Kane will be on the show Friday night. You guys know how that goes. Every Friday we have new music, new indie music. So if you want your song to be debuted, you got to reach J.J. Kane. You can reach her on Twitter or Instagram. But for the most part, I'm loving it. I'm loving it every Friday night, 7 p.m. You can tune right here on Dream Chasers Radio and get the best. And now I have to say, don't forget to watch Dare to Be Different, baby. Until next time, bye, guys.